Who are we starting with this, Jim? Um, look, honestly, there's a there's a lot that's gone on there since is. we last recorded. Well, Nico, why don't you start us off with what happened to you between the time that we last recorded and uh, now? Are you talking about the fact that I got COVID? Well, that, I mean, you did do your solo pod, didn't you? That is true. H- how did that yeah. go? Yeah, the solo pod, it was very interesting, very quiet at times. There was a lot of gaps that I know you would have edited out. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did your favour there. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're welcome. That's just my job yeah. as the editor, you know. Yeah, my job is just to turn up. I don't even do notes. I don't, I don't do anything here. I just provide the house and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah, so you actually had to do notes for the podcast. Yeah, I did. Like the first time ever. Yeah. I mean, even then you didn't really, didn't seem like you did notes. No. No. I had categories of what I was going to talk about. But, but you were sort of just winging it the whole time. Correct. Yeah. That's just how I roll. All right. Well, I mean... I don't know how successful it's been. I haven't really looked properly, but people seem to like it, I guess. Yeah, sure. There, there were no um, comments with any hate or anything? or No. No? Not that I know of. No? no? Weren't missing me too much? So No. No, no. It didn't seem like it, no? No, I think you should just stick to your other podcast now. Yeah, what? Well, no, yeah, I do have another podcast now. Um, yeah, Jimmy's leaving me. Rangers Rundown. No, yeah. I'm not leaving you, mate. Okay. Uh, this is where it all started and uh, keep going with this because... Potty boys for life. Yep, exactly. Um, so, yeah, if you want to listen to Rangers Rundown, that's a pretty good podcast. It's yeah. about the Cordon Rangers Creek Club. <laughs> it's it's, it's already like podcast. tripled our listens. Um, yeah, we're getting some pretty good numbers yeah. first up. Um, it, it's been very interesting for me because obviously it's not just two of us like it yeah. is with me and Nico here. Uh, it's actually four of us or four or five of us. We had five on the first episode. Um and four on the second one, just depends on numbers each week. But I've sort of gone from being the main host, like I am here, I guess. Mm. No offence to you, Nico. No, I'd, I'd say I'm definitely um, like your Robin. Yeah, but to almost like a, a side host and producer almost, because I've got the, the interface in front of me most of the time and I'm sort of controlling uh, all the technical stuff as well as trying to host and everything. So mm. it's it's been interesting for me, but I've been having a lot of fun doing it. And the setup's just awesome because we've uh, got this all, all this new equipment that me and Nico are very fortunate, well, fortunate to enough to be able to use because they let us use it, Yeah, which is just awesome, which means we've got a new setup. So we're going to sound a hell of a lot better. So our listens are going to go through the roof. Oh, yes. That's the plan. I still find it so weird that there's just another mic just in front of me. There's a big. Not used to having your own microphone, are you? I'm not used to any of this. I'm just used to the laptop. No, cheaper us mic in front of both of us. (laughs) We have to like share it. (laughs) Also, I went out for a golden duck my the weekend before I. Yeah, you did tell me about that. COVID, yeah. Yeah, so it's been a good couple of weeks for you, hasn't it? It really has not. So how was ISO, Nico? How'd you cope? You played a lot of cricket, captain. I noticed. I did. Yeah. Yeah, I played a lot of cricket, captain. I. I tried to do a Melbourne Renegades career. I've, I've played six seasons so far, haven't made finals. I have not made a single final season. Seriously? Yeah. With it, and I had Ben Stokes, Rashid Khan, Rakeem. I've had Michael Neeser come in for the side for a few years. I've had Kawaja. I've had so many players. I've got Jason Sanger and Ashton Turner as my core players for the past. Honestly, I think it's just years. a Renegades thing. I think it is, yeah. Yeah, it has to be. Because... Some, because some seasons I'll start like 0-4 and then keep winning games and then at the end of the season lose. Yeah. Or I could be at the top of the ladder with like three games to go, four games to go, and I'll lose them all. I'm like, 
Also, I dumped Finch in the first season. Oh no! I got. I had a. I've had a massive clean. Uh, the first two seasons. I, I mean, honestly, that would have um, like cleared your wage budget quite a bit. Oh yeah, salary, I think one budget. season yeah. I had like a mil to spend. And oh yeah, jeez, that's a lot on just, crew just, captain. Just went nuts. Wow. And I've got David Warner's regen. <laughs> and you're still not doing anything. I got, a batting, I got him batting at seven. <laughs> if you've got David Should Warner's regen, you might as well use him, Nico. He's not that good, though. He's actually he's, he's more of a finisher. I have him more as a finisher. I'll see if I can find the side. It's I've got a chapel regen as well. <laughs> what? So I have Matt Renshaw, Ben Stokes, Nick Maddinson, Ashton Turner, Rakeem, Jason Sanger. You've still got Maddo in there. Oh, well, I got rid... No, I actually didn't have him because Melbourne... Uh, Melbourne Stars had him. Melbourne Green. Melbourne Green had him at the start. I mean, you can change the names if you wanted to. Oh. So. And then I have Rakeem. I have Peter Neville's regen batting at, <laughs> at nine. That's so, I love that. And then I have Brendan Doggett and Greg Chappell, but a, a regen of Greg Chappell. See, honestly, it's not a fantastic side. Oh, and then as in my backup, I, on my bench, I have Ward, David, Silk, Whiteman, Jilks. And Ashton Agar, who's injured. See, I mean, it's okay, but it's not an amazing side. No. I, I still think you need a little bit more firepower. But in six seasons, honestly, that's probably not great from you, to be honest. No. Recruiting side of things hasn't... No. Nah, I think you can do a little bit better than that, Nico. I can, but just... I want... So the thing is, I'm like, I want Glenn Maxwell. I want, like, the OG Renegade side where we had Maxwell and all that sort of... All those blokes. But Melbourne Green just keep taking him and I'm like... Bloody Melbourne Green. Yeah. Yeah. I should, should start calling them at that in real life. Melbourne, Melbourne Green. Green. Melbourne Red. And there's Sydney Pink. No, it's Sydney Red, isn't it? Oh, it is Sydney Red on this game. But Sydney Red and Sydney Green? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. What's Hobart? Or is Hobart just Hobart? Hobart's just Hobart and then Perth is just Perth. Perth, Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should I talk about what I got up to um, in the couple of weeks or the few weeks between recordings? So I went down to Hoddle's Creek for mm-hmm. a, a game because I got dropped down to the threes because I've had an absolutely shocking season so far in the twos. Um, yeah, so I went down there with cows literally at cow corner, the ground on a 45-degree angle on, on a slope. It was really fun. Um, made a few runs, uh, you know. We made a 50. I made a 50 there, yep. And, yeah, so that was a bit of fun. Nice, cheeky 40-minute drive the one week I got dropped. I mean, I stayed in the threes for the next week. We also made a 50. That was a Silcock, though, so it's a bit... And wasn't that 69 not out? It, no, it was just 69. Just 69. 69, 69. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I don't know where I'm going to be. Oh, so you took your first wicket for the season, didn't you? I did. It was a catch on the boundary, and it was a bloke I dropped on, like, nothing. And Went on to make... 70-odd? 70 70-odd. 70 yeah. And uh, I got him out 70 rounds later. <laughs> Was it, a, was it a short ball or was it, um, or was it like a half volley oh, Honestly, I think I was just trying to dig it in and go towards his gloves because everything you pitched up, he was just absolutely moosing. Okay. It was just one of those days where it had one of those innings where everything that came off the bat was just coming out of the middle. Yeah. Just absolutely smashing everything. So anything you pitched up, he'd just go hard at. So I was sort of trying to, yeah, just back at the length and make it hard for him to hit. He did hit me for one six in my last over, which wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, yep. But uh, so that one I sort of missed. I, I tried it again um, and that did work. I thought it was going for six. I thought it was just out of here, but 
bloke on the boundaries held it pretty well, which I was pretty happy about. So, well, yeah. Sukok's pretty big ground, or both of them. Oh, are. it's sixty meter boundaries for a second. Like a second. That, that was our second ground, and it's basically the same as our first ground because they oh, redid yeah. the whole thing, and it's all the same now. Mm. So they're both the same size, same. I really wish minus. there was a lot more clubs like that. I really wish. Like that had similar. Yeah, because like. The, when you have your fours playing on the same ground as your ones, that's... Yeah. And, like, because we, at Ainsley, we used to have Burund Oval, which was a terrible oval. That's why, like, our fifths and sixes played there. But it was close proximity to our main ground that it sort of felt a bit more connected. Yeah. Whereas now we've got Greystale, we got Lipscomb, it's all over the shop. Yeah. Am I being a bit too quiet? Um, you're just a little bit far away from the microphone. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's all. So we can hear you a little bit clearer. Okay. My apologies, listeners. No, it's all good. Um, do we have any fines, Nico? Do I have any fines? Um, I've got a couple. Pat Cummins. Why Pat Cummins? I think we all know why. I Pat mean, oh, we're going to get onto the JL stuff later. Yeah. But I'd just like to give a fine just to Pat Cummins. Why are you finding Pat Cummins? <clears throat> I just think he was just a bit... I feel like he could sum up his press conference and the words that he said with two simple words. Yeah, nah. <laughs> just, just, just... Like, you know, when Andrew Garfield was getting asked, oh, are you the new spot? Are you in the new Spider-Man movie? He's like, no. He's like, no. <laughs> I'm not in it. <laughs> no, not at all. It's like, he's just like, and it's like, oh, you know, I love Spider-Man. You know, I love what they're doing with Spider-Man and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know. I was just like, no, I haven't received a call. Yeah. That was what he said. That was his reason. Yeah. And then, you know, there's Pat Cummins. It's like, you know, why'd you get rid of JL? Oh, yeah. Nah, just, you know. Um, the players and all that sort of stuff, and you know the times and all. And Honestly, like, I think you've done it, underdone him a bit. I think you had a pretty valid reason, but yeah, we'll again we'll get onto that later. I mean, the real reason is a bit more bullshit, to be honest. For, in my point of view. Yeah, well, I mean, everyone's had a point of view. Some, yeah, a lot of people aren't happy with it. A lot of people. Well, I, I mean, blokes I like know. blokes like Mitchell Johnson, who are like, you know, he's gutless and all that sort of stuff. I'm like, that's a bit too far. I was about to get to that. I'm probably going to yeah. find him. Yeah. That's my, one of my finds, Mitchell Johnson, Mitchell Johnson for yeah. his comments because they just weren't, yeah, they're a bit out of line. Oh, yeah, I, I 100%. Think, um, Especially when Pat comes, it's like, you know, he didn't even call me. He didn't, like, reach out no, to me. No, he didn't reach like out that. to him just, or anything. Just, yeah, so that's just media bats backstabbing, and I think that's shit for yeah. cricket and sport. And I think it was just shit for Australian Honestly, cricket Honestly, cricket journalism is really strange. Yeah. We've really liked to dig into Okay, well, other. before we get onto that, a couple more finds. Cricket Australia before the whole... Oh, yeah. Um, handling of the Justin Langer Yeah, Nick, Nick Hockley or whatever it's Oh, just is. absolutely shocking. They could have just made a decision. I, I, was, I know they wanted to have JL on a short-term deal just for, for a, one more year, and then that's when they wanted to get rid of him. They just wanted yeah. – but obviously Langer didn't want to do that. He wanted a multi-year deal. So it was down to Cricket Australia either giving him a multi-year deal or you just get rid of him now. And if they'd just gotten rid of him, then we wouldn't have been doing this. Obviously, the mm. people would have been angry, but at least you had a clear direction that you knew you wanted yeah. to go. And this wasn't like a, it wasn't a media thing. It wasn't a big thing in the media. It was just so. Then you ended up having to put it back on Justin Langer to resign just because they didn't know how to make a decision. Yeah, yeah. So it's, just, it's like we had an eight-hour board meeting, but we still couldn't come to a decision. I'm like, what did you talk about? Did you just give each other hand jobs for that eight, eight hours? <laughs> <laughs> that's we seemingly just, what they do at Cricket Australia. It's just, oh, absolute clusterfuck, Nico. I just, honestly, I don't know. Um, so the other fine I've got is the Vicks for not picking Maxwell when he's in the form of his life and there's subcontinental tours coming up. 
Yeah, because he, I, I don't know if this is valid, but he does have that belief that he can play for Australia in the test matches. Again. Yeah, and why would Victoria not want to help him achieve that? Yeah. I don't understand that. Especially when it's a fairly young side, Victoria. It's a v- like not undeveloped. It's not like it's he couldn't make his way into that side, I don't think. No. And also, as a leader, I feel like that would be really good. Oh, definitely. I mean, who would he come in for, though? Merlo or Short, probably. Quite possibly, yeah. But, I mean, Short is has been... As good Still, as he's as better than both of them. So, like, yeah. give him a game. I don't understand why he's not playing. Okay. Finch, I can understand. Even in, like, the second 11, he didn't even get a gig. I don't know. What, what's, what's he doing? What I think, it? no, the second 11 I'm fine with because they just want to give games to younger blokes, um, which is, yeah, all good with me. Like McGurk, who made two... Two tons, two tons. One off 68 balls in a red ball game. Pretty impressive. That's not bad. Who was he playing? It was New South Wales Metro uh, or New South Wales Country. Yeah, it could be. I'm not like, I Do you know anyone, anyone in that side? I'd, I don't know. Hang on. I'll have a look at the scorecard. I didn't actually look at the scorecard. Yeah, so this was against uh, New South Wales Country slash yeah. ACT. Um, Nick Larkin was playing. Okay. Not a bad bat there. Uh, Justin Avendano, who... Big Bash mm-hmm. uh, watches might know a few others that I would recognise, but I don't think other people would recognise. From a bowling point of view, uh, Greg West, if you remember him, played for New South Wales a few years ago uh, in, in the Shield final as well. If you're left armour, didn't oh. he played for the Adelaide Strikers for a few years yep. as well? Yeah. Um, other than that, no one. <laughs> That would be recognisable to sort of... Anyway, I think we'll move on. All right, let's just... Yeah, let's get the JL stuff out of the way. We've talked about it a little bit. I think Australian cricket, what it really needed right now was just a bit of stability. We've had a little bit of it. Obviously, we had the the JL controversy before the Ashes where players were going, well, maybe we should sack him because we're not really keen on his approach. Yeah, I feel like throughout his whole tenure, I think that's been that... There's been that issue with players personally taking... His style personally. Yeah, look, I think when he first came in, his style was exactly what we needed. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think Australian cricket just needed to kick up the ass, uh, and that's what he, he did. Uh, yeah. Exactly. And we ended up what retaining the Ashes in England for the first time since 2001. Yeah. Um, so it was really good. It was a really good appointment for Cricket Australia and at the time. But right now, I understand where Cummins is coming from in that they feel that a different approach is needed. They don't need to be getting kicked up the ass every single week by Langer. They just want someone who can embrace that karma sort of approach, which Cummins spoke about. And I understand that because of the team that they've got at the moment. I think they just need to have a calm dressing room. No issues with intensity or I don't know. what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like so I kind of get that, but I think from what I can gather, they want someone... That can improve them better, but I don't know anyone. I don't think it's it's quite like a James. matter of improving. It's more just refining, for me. Yeah, and I think. But who would offer that? Honestly, I think. Well, I think some of the New South Wales boys have had their eyes set on like the Trevor Bayless or Greg Shepherd because of their previous relationships with them. Yeah. Um, as former coaches of New South Wales and Big Bash teams and whatever, but I think, yeah, that's who. Cummins and Warner and a few other higher ups in the dressing room wanted instead of Langer, and I think they had their their eyes set on that rather than Langer. Um, But do you think it's fair that Justin Langer now doesn't have a job because a few players didn't like how he 
approached it? Do you think that's, Honestly, I, that's fair that some players... I think it was the right thing to do anyway because I think they... In, well, they pretty much forced Justin Langer to change the way he coached just to suit the team better. So I think yeah. it was just in the best interest of everyone yeah. um, for him to resign anyway. It's just that the handling of how he was got rid of, it's just... Yeah. Especially yeah, especially because what he's done for us. I think yeah, that's really Yeah, unfair. I think that was the thing. And yeah. I think it's going to create, like... I know Ricky Pont- like people want Ricky Ponting in the pipeline for... To Ponting's co- not going to do it. I know, he's not going to do it. Definitely not, especially after... 100% not going to do it. Um, Jason Gillespie's already ruled himself out. Honestly, yeah. I think it'll be either Bayless or uh, Shepard. Yeah. Or do you reckon... Ronald- or maybe Andrew or- McDonald yeah. if they don't get one of those two. Because he's, uh, well, he's been coaching them a fair few times. Yeah, so series. he's the interim head coach at the moment and he's been a pretty solid coach. Yeah, because he took them over to West Indies and yeah. Bangladesh and all that sort and of that stuff. And that didn't end well, but we won't yeah. talk about that. I mean, we don't really care about those series anyway. No, that was just really warm-up matches. Pretty much. For the World Cup that we won. Yep. True. Which just seems weird now. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like... So where where do you reckon Langer would go now? Because I think the... Per- I don't think he has the, to go anywhere right now. I think the perfect thing for him would be to go to England now. You, you mean, like, where would he go next? Yeah. I don't think he would go straight to England. No, I don't think... I think he'd probably want to break from that because it's been so hard on him. Honestly, I think, through. yeah, he'll have a year or two off and then find... Obviously, he's not going to take the Western Australian job off Voges. Um, no. So, I'd, honestly, I don't know where his next coaching gig would be. I think the perfect thing would be if he was to replicate what he did with Australia would be to go to England. Well, I think England need probably need someone like him at the they, moment. They need to kick up the arse, I think. I don't know whether Langer would be open to that or not. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think he's too loyal to to Australia to go to England. But, I mean, if he took this really hard and really wanted to be not so much petty about it but really wanted to get back at Australia. See, I feel like he could do that. Yeah. He he may have taken this really hard Yeah, and he may actually... Because he was saying that his family had taken it really hard, especially with all the media scrutiny. Like, watching the tests, because I watched the test doco in ISO again... And I think, yeah, from for when he started, how hard it was for him and yeah, trying to, you know, I don't know. Honestly, I'd be surprised if you went over to England. Yeah. But again, it's what England need right now. But again, I don't think he's going right now. He's definitely not. He's going to take a break. He needs a break. Oh, 100%. Definitely. Um, I don't think he's taking any coaching job. Anytime soon, so and he can come you know. to Ainsley Park if he wanted to. <laughs> I, w- I wouldn't say no. I mean, he can play in our vets, <laughs> our vets T20 yeah. comp. <laughs> and I mean, in terms of Cummins, like I don't think there's any there's there's not many people in Australian cricket that I trust more than him. You've yeah. got this bloke that we brought in who was squeaky clean, and I don't think Mitchell Johnson's comments helped. I don't that th- at all because we didn't need another captain with any sort of controversy. He, no. Cummins didn't have to be brought into this too much. Yeah. But Mitchell Johnson's just sort of come out and gone. I mean, and uh, just the thing is I wish Cummins sort of told it how it is a little bit more instead of sort of being a bit jargonistic about it. Right? So no, look, honestly, I, I, like, I liked how he approached that press conference. He was pretty calm. He didn't really uh, fall for the media's sort of baiting, I guess. Yeah. They were trying to prod him and get answers out of him, but he was sort of... He knew what he was going to say. He knew what he needed to say, and I think that's just what he needed to do to just to settle the media down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's just that. a better public figure, I think, Cummins. That's why they wanted him as captain. He's a good role model to have yeah. for Australian cricket. And I think he, he embodies this new sort of generation of what Australian cricket wants to be. And I don't think Lang is a part of that. That's part of the reason why they didn't want him in. And I think, yeah, they just needed a, a fresh approach from a, a different coach that's right for this team as of now, not the team of 2018. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it is to me, Nico. I just... It's just blown up way more than it needed to, it that's all. blown up way more because I think Justin Langer deserves way more respect than what how he'd been treated. Yep. Definitely. That's all we need to talk about, isn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah. We can move on. Yeah. I mean, we've got... Still got a lot to talk and about. And we're at the half an hour mark. Jeez. This is going to be like a three-part podcast, I think. Well... Well, we'll get through these talking boards pretty quickly. We yep. like Travis Head because he's uh he's missing the T Twenty internationals we for do. Shield cricket. Yep, love that. Absolutely love seeing that. Yeah, uh, player of the series for the Ashes. Yeah, as well. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do well, our we'll, Ashes we'll predictions circle back at the to, end. Yeah, okay, uh, cool. Sorry, well, the Ashes review. Yeah, um, that is the main part of this podcast, which yep. we will get oh, to well, eventually. What about the the Big Bash final? What, shouldn't that be a massive? We'll get onto that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Australia's named a. Test squad for the Pakistan series, which is yep. pretty much the same as the Ashes squad, yep. other than Joe Richardson being well rested. I guess Cricket I Australia were open about that even before the. Pakistan I can understand Test. Joe Richardson because they were just managing his workload. Obviously, yeah. they're trying to ease him back in, and they want him as a long term option. They don't want to just burn him out now. And yeah, yeah, because he's going to be on. Who, he's definitely going to be on that plane to England in twenty twenty three. You don't want him to end so. up like Nathan Coulton Isle, where he's just can't play. Red ball cricket in the long term yeah. because he's absolutely screwed himself with injuries. Yeah, so you don't want want him to end like end up like that. So I'm fine with how they're managing him. Were there any surprises on that? Not really. No, not really. People were surprised with Harris, but who that? Who else are you going to bring in? Bryce Street. Jim. No, <laughs> you're not. And honestly, the last time Kawaja opened in the subcontinent, did a good job, didn't he? Oh uh, yeah, him and Finch. Yeah. So uh, I can Finch should should have been back in to be honest. <laughs> Brutally honest with you. After his form in with the Renegades, getting them to the wooden spoon again. He's a crazy idea. What would you think of Maxwell opening the batting in the subcontinent in a test match? No. Nah. No? No, I don't. Well, see, I don't know what Maxwell's like with a, a new ball trying to face a swinging ball. Yeah. That's Because it the ball does do a little bit to start off with. Yeah, for like two I mean, yes, it's left field like what Finch was, but... I don't think Finch was that left field, given he opened the batting in one dayers and stuff. But yeah, Dude, what I don't understand with Finch now is that he can't handle an in-swinging delivery. Yeah, what's he been doing his whole career? Exactly. How has he managed to to get away with that? Like, or not even like show weakness to it or anything? I don't know. How's he? How's it? And like, why are they only figuring him out now? Like he, at the age of like thirty-two Five. or something. Thirty? Is he thirty-five? I think he is. He's 35. He's, isn't it? he's not young, Nico. I thought it was going to be like 32, 33. He's 35. He's 35. He's 35. And it's, so since he's been like 33, 34, they've only just realised if yep. I bowl an in-swing, I'm going to get him out LB or bold. Yep. <laughs> I don't, yeah, that does baffle me. Honestly, I don't know. Yep. Moving on to some more local stuff. Uh, did you see that video of the umpire just walking? Oh, I sent it to I you, did, didn't yes. I? Yes, yes. That yes. was in the Box Hill Reporter. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, blokes absolutely smashed it to the keeper. Yeah. Um, umpire's given it not out. So 
bowling side, they're abusing both the batsman and the umpire, just going right at him. And umpire's just walked off, just gone, goodbye. I've never seen that before, and it's great. Just like, I, I mean, if they're going to abuse you like that, it's just... Well, because it's it's actually a big thing in local cricket. The I guess you could say abuse, but the treatment of umpires has happened in recent years. Like you think like of, you can't be doing that. You think of why you have to umpire in the, your second grade. In a premier grade. So in a premier grade. Yep. And you don't have umpires. I mean, to be fair, we have a lot more now that the Yarra Valley League's come in. But There's a lot more teams. But the umpires don't want to do it anymore because... They want to do it. They right. either don't want to deal with dickheads yep. or they want to play again, you know. Yeah, that's it. Because there's more modified grades of cricket, more modified forms of cricket. So like, I'll just play again. And I don't want to, because like, I heard one story of a guy from Ainsley who umpires and he was umpiring and a bloke charging in just full on bumped him in his oh, run up and just knocked him flat on his ass. Yeah. You don't want to be dealing with that as an umpire. No, definitely no. not. Just... Anyway, moving now to Tasmania. This is the bloke that was, it was on the My Cricket Instagram, social media and everything. Um, the bloke who stepped away on the first ball of the game after yeah. the bloke's bowled it gets bowled. I have no sympathy for him. Mm. Gets given out. And he's like, what? what? Did you stepped away after the ball was bowled, mate. Yeah, that was like, um, I think it was in the Test Championship when Jadeja was batting. Tim Southie just bowls a nice in-swinger. And then he lets it go, like steps away as soon as he's bowled it. And it bowls him and it's like. But this is, again, I have no sympathy for the bloke. <laughs> what was he thinking? I don't know. And it looked like he even played, like he stepped away and sort of like played a little shot. Like it, it, <laughs> was, it wasn't like, Nico. it wasn't like he just put his bat away and just was like, yeah, whatever. This is in Tasmanian premier cricket and he's doing it and he's, and he's having a whinge. Stupid Nico. And stupid. it was first ball of the innings as well. I tell you, what, frog box is a wonderful thing. Oh, like he's since, great. Since that's been Honestly, introduced to cricket. It's yeah. And i tell you what was also on frog box. The bloke from Camberwell, Chris Thulis, Making 237 off 72 balls in Victorian Premier Cricket sessions. Actually, here's something from, from Ainsley Park on Frogbox. I uploaded it on YouTube the other week. Yeah. It's gotten like 200 views now, 100, 150, 200 views. And anyway, so it's our number 11 bat. He's faced two balls. He's just left them wide outside. It's the second last over. They've put a leg spinner on. He's come down the wicket. Got it at the half volley, launched him over for six to win the game. Oh, no. Number 11. Over extra cover. Over extra cover. Our number 11 is just... <laughs> That's lovely. I'd love to see that. I'll, sh- I'll show you the video. It's... Any six over cover is just beautiful to watch. Especially to win the game. But, uh, yeah, Chris Thulis, Campbell made 441 that innings in a 50 over game. Mm-hmm. Guess what over he went out in? How many overs? Are... 50 overs, Nico. I'm going to say he went out in the... What did he make again? 237. Of 71 balls. 72, yeah. 72. I reckon he went out in the 30th over. 24th over, Nico. Didn't even make it halfway through the innings and he's made 237. What did the team end up making? Like 441. He went out at 2 for 298 in the 24th over. He didn't make it halfway through the innings. So so they've gone at 10 over. And the thing with that is... Every ball I watch that he absolutely smashed, they're just bowling half volleys to him. You'd think they'd learn, Nico. Just maybe we won't bowl half volleys to him anymore. Wait, is that the bloke 
that got dropped and the bowler was like, yes, every yes, week. That bloke. That yes. <laughs> again, it provided that, which was amazing. Yeah. No. Which is basically just me this season. Just not getting anything go my way. But, you know, yeah, just absolutely stupid, Nico. You'd think just maybe I won't bowl a half volley to him if he's just yeah. absolutely moosing everything else. No, don't learn. Bowl it in the slot. And, yep, again, again, again. Oh, no, it's gone for six. I don't think I saw, like, one short ball. Like, one cut shot, one pull shot the whole time. It's everything off the front foot. Everything's off the front foot, punching it back over, like, mid on, mid off, or back over the bowler's head. I got hit or over, over cover. I, I got hit over extra cover for the first time in a long time. I actually huh? put, yeah, in fifth cricket, I got hit over extra cover. What? I, I know. <laughs> I'm like, who plays a lofted cover drive in this grade? You don't even bowl fast enough to, for blokes to be lofting you over cover. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm shocked, Nico. I saw, <laughs> so was I, Jim. I can imagine you standing there, you're just like, are you serious? Yeah. And then I bowled the exact same ball and he just left it. I'm like, what? That's fifth cricket for you, Nico. Two half volleys in a row. One goes to four over extra cover, one gets left. All right. Uh, now, back down to Tasmania. Our boy Clive was back with a six far. Love Good seeing man. that every time. And something you're not happy about. Maybe you want to find the Renegades for this, but they've sh- signed Sean Marsh up to be playing BBL when he's 40. Another two years, Nico. I don't think you were too happy with this. <sighs> See, he was probably a leading run scorer for the season, despite the fact he only played Yeah, it doesn't say games. much, though, does it? <laughs> I know. It, I don't know how to think about it, because the Renegades do need a massive rebuild. We need... Just something whether we need signing Sean Marsh up for another two years is going to help that, is it? I don't think it is. No, I don't. Even having Aaron Finch, if we get rid of Finch, we get rid of Marsh, we have two spots for. Yeah, look, honestly, getting rid of Finchy wouldn't be the worst thing for you guys. I reckon getting rid of Finch, getting rid of Marsh, getting rid of Nabby because he hasn't provided us much for the past two seasons as an international signing. Like, he takes up the space of international of an international signing. Getting rid of Zaheer Khan would be a start. That would be an excellent start. Um, I should probably do... Oh, sh- you I should re- do a Renegades rebuild like you did with South Australia last year. I reckon I will. Yeah. I reckon next season of the podcast, before the Big Bash starts, <laughs> I'll, do a, I'll do a rebuild. Because I think we get rid of most of our senior players, keep some because he's still... I mean... But you can't just go all with youth, can you? Because that hasn't worked either. You can't. Because you've got Fraser McGurk and Mackenzie Harvey and Sam Harper who can only do so much. Yeah. I mean, Will, S- again, Will Sutherland I'll get rid of. Still inconsistent. <laughs> I mean, Will Sutherland's been going at like 12 and over. Was Zach Evans getting games? I think he played the last few at the end. Keep him and maybe him and Pattinson are like as a rotation. Merlo didn't do too much, did he? It's okay. He did a See, little, again, little these bit. are blokes that... And do, Madison, do well for Victoria, but they're not great T20 cricketers. See, Maddinson, I think, is one of the best domestic players for the past however many years. But he can't play T20s anymore, Nico. But, yeah. He, it used to be the opposite. See, the thing is, Test cricket's ruined him. He played well for the Sydney Sixers, played well for New South Wales, went Before to that. Australia, played, no, no, yeah. played for Australia in a few tests, didn't make a run, come back. Can't make a run. Goes to Victoria. Makes shit ton of All runs. All the runs in shield cricket. Can't make a run and for And then he stars. can't hit a white ball for shit. He can't hit a white ball for stars or renegades. Or Victoria. I mean, sometimes for Victoria, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I, think I don't it, know what happened to him, Nico. I mean, it would be good to have Marcus Harris. Cause I think Marcus Harris had been a v- pretty handy... 
I wouldn't say like world class or anything sort of like over the top, but I think he was being a pretty handy and consistent T Twenty player. For no, but us. he's just like the rest of them, Nico in T yeah. Twenties. Like I don't know. Test cricket ruins blokes, I reckon. I think it's just a renegades thing. <laughs> I think we we need to make some really good signings. You know who would be a really good signing, Nico? Rakeem. Him and our newest rig based selection, Azam Khan. <laughs> no, I've already got. Se- <laughs> the thing is, we'll no, be it's go- going to be better than Sam Harper. We'd be going from Sam Harper, the smallest wicketkeeper on the planet, to the biggest. <laughs> I think you need more English blokes, Nico, like Laurie Evans, who was playing Vitality Blast. Yeah, we got Reese Topley. No. And Richard Gleason. No. Who did shit him? Like, good English yeah. blokes. You but know. is Laurie Evans English? I thought he was yeah. just a Perth bloke. No, he's English. Because how come he ended up staying? Because most of the English blokes had to leave. Because I don't think he got picked for anything. I think he's just... Oh, English players... You get Cobain in. English players, they're so hit and miss. You got, like, Duckett, who did stuff all. But then you got Livingston, who's become... Decent. Very decent. See, I think you need someone like Livingston, Cobain, Evans... Someone like that who's just going to bit be firepower. Cons- be consistent. And be consistent. I think that's the running guy's problem. Yeah, Jonathan keep- Wells, that's a start. He's a free agent. Oh, yeah. I'd take him in a heartbeat. That's an easy start to the rebuild. Bat him at probably five or six. Five or six, that's where he bats. Yeah. Yep, and he's got a spot. Easy. And it doesn't help that we got what David Saker, who's a bowling... A bowling coach. Bowling coach when our problem is... Batting. Trying to get past 100 <laughs> runs. Yeah. In 20 overs. I mean, you can sign up Tommy Rogers if the stars don't get him. Yeah, I'd take him. I mean, he can't be any worse than the, Honestly, the other I, blokes. I would take anyone. I would just clear out the whole side and just get new Start people. Start again. Start. Honestly, that's what I did in, in uh, Cricket Captain. <laughs> well, sort of. Yeah, I tried to. Yeah, didn't do that well. But. Actually, but, and based off Cricket Captain, I'd like to get Jason Sanger in to the Renegades. Yeah. Because he's... Already been what captain of the Thunder? Yeah, he wouldn't be a bad signing, but I don't think he's leaving Sydney Thunder anytime no, soon. That'd be the issue. I mean, we'd probably have to get him and Tanvir. Honestly, I think you just got to splash some cash. Hundred percent. But in real life, I mean. But the like, thing is, would Cricket Victoria let us splash the cash? Because from what I've heard, is that they really want the Stars to be a powerhouse of a team, and then the Renegades, renegades are the more de- of a development. The team. development. Which I think is complete bullshit because that's very unfair towards Renegades, the fans, the players, it, pretty much anyone involved with the Renegades. I kind of get it. I get it, but I don't think that's fair for the competition. I don't, I don't think it's good for the competition, no. 100%. Like, you have Warney complaining, oh, you know, with the player pool and all that sort of stuff. Like, you know, it's not fair because, you know, my team, the Melbourne Stars, aren't winning. And it's like, well, the Renegades have had pretty much a player pool for the past three years and gotten wooden spoons. Honestly, I think the Stars did get screwed, to be honest, because other teams had uh, games being cancelled due to COVID and Stars yeah. have pretty much their whole side out and they're not cancelling the game. Yeah. It's like, well... Honestly, I think they should have really should have just made the BBL just null and void. I really think... Yeah, maybe. I really think they should have. And based off how the final went... Is this yeah. a good segue into what, how the final? I went? mean, we've got a little bit to talk about here. Obviously, we should actually talk about it because it was pretty interesting. The end of the the Big Bash season because yeah. obviously the Stars had that massive game against the Hurricanes where they made the highest score of all time. What was it, two seventy one or something? Yeah, Maxwell went absolutely stupid. Nick Larkin made a big contribution with his. Yeah, I think that was <laughs> the downfall of Hobart. Like people say, oh, it didn't really matter. Was it? 
you know, below was, strength side. Yeah, but it was, still, it was you can't de- be getting smashed for two seventy one. Yeah, it's like oh, you know, it was a dead rubber. And Maxwell all that sort was of smacking stuff, him to all parts. Stoinis came yeah. in and smacked him to all parts. Just, I love Stoinis's <sighs> comment where it's like, where, where she <laughs> have are, you ever seen anything like that before? Yeah, watching my own highlights. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, I think that game that really surely would have had an effect on Hobart, which is why they lost their yep. their final and. You know, people are like, oh, it's a dead rubber. I'm like, form is form. You know? yeah. yeah. And they had that controversy with uh, Jordan Silk getting injured, coming onto bat, and then, yeah. then taking him off. Honestly, it was in within the rules of the game. Jason Gillespie didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. I don't really have a massive problem with it. I don't it. think many people did have a problem. I think they just moved on. Honestly, to like, away. what are you going to do? You're going to send, like, some, you've got a decent batsman in the shed. You're going to send him out to try and hit some runs. He can't run, though. Yeah. But you've got your, what, your number eight. What was, Silk was coming in at like number eight or something. Mm, they, um, try, they send him out as low as possible. Yeah, so obviously they didn't want to send him out. But when he's your last recognised batsman, you're going to send him out, even if you can't run, if you can still hit a ball. 100%. And then if you need him to run, if you need someone to run, you just take him off. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's in the spirit of the game, but definitely in the rules of the I game. I don't think it's even like, that was comparing it to man-catting, it's just like, was it really that big of an issue? I don't know. Oh, Daniel Drew's on 128, not out. Is he really? Yep. He's finally making runs in shield cricket. Yep. It's great that they finally gave him a go because he's been killing it in South Australian Premier yeah. Cricket for the last few years. I mean, Kerber's a bit stiff. Oh, Weatherall turned up as well. Yeah. Jeez. And head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, he was facing Boland, so that's not very fair. Uh, he's got four for, by the New, way. New South Wales are seven for 95. Typical. I mean, look at their side, though. They've got Daniel Hughes, Jason Sanger, Jack Edwards, if you want to count him. Don't forget Ryan Hackney. Honestly, they've got like their bowling's okay. Chris Tremaine's trying, finally getting a game. Um, Hayden Kerr's actually playing a shield game. I just realised that. Hayden Kerr was the bloke I meant to say. not Dwarf. I mean, Dwarsh is bad well, but Hayden Kerr yeah. coming off, off of being a bowler and surprised everyone because he... Open the batting. I think Har- he does that. He's been doing that for the last few years in Premier Cricket. He opens the batting regularly and he goes and makes a bigger score. And people are going like, what? Well, if you actually paid attention to what he actually does, then you'd know that. Well, I think majority of their side is 20-odd. Jack Edwards is only 20. Below 25, yeah. Jack Edwards is only 21. Yeah. And Jason Sanger's is only 22. Baxter Holt's the same, 22. Yeah. NB yeah. Sanger's 20. Lockie Hearn, 21, yeah. It's a very young side from New South Wales. It's pretty much the Renegades side. <laughs> Daniel Hughes is like the equivalent to Aaron Finch in that side. So uh, what happened to Queensland? Speaking of Queensland, Uzi back with the coin tosses. Oh, yeah. Trying to go for the highest coin toss ever. Love that. Get a Guinness World Record. Honestly. Mitch Wepson is finally playing a Red Bull game. Mm-hmm. Thank fuck for that. Has he taken wickets? He hasn't even had a bowl yet. Hasn't had two. No, niece has taken two. Pitch must be doing it. Our best mate Sekety's taken two. Still not over him, Nico. No. I mean, we should touch on the, the Steve Smith thing with the, the BBL. Yeah. Because the Sixers were spewing about it. But it's just like, yeah. well, stiff shit. You didn't contract him. Yeah. And they were saying that the only way he could play is if they put him in the player pool. But then... Per I don't Scott, think you're allowed to do that with test players, are you? And they were saying that the only way for them to get him would be in the player pool... But in the same breath, then the Scorchers could apply to get him. Yeah, exactly. Like, but like they're they're complaining, they're having a whinge, and they're going like, "Oh, you wouldn't do this to Tom Brady in the NFL or LeBron James in the NBA." Calm down. It's what? the BBL. <laughs> what? 
The highest paid player in the BBL is probably getting what, like a hundred hundred. It's a hit and giggle T Twenty competition, yeah. not one of the biggest competitions, sporting competitions in the world. No, <laughs> like LeBron James is probably getting a hundred million, whereas you know Steve Smith would probably be getting a contract of like honestly fifty thousand. Like, yeah, you didn't contract him; it's your own fault. Yeah, because he probably wasn't going to be playing. Yet. Honestly, they do have a point. Cricket Australia do need to do a better job of allowing. Uh, Test cricketers to play Big Bash if they're not contracted because of yeah. um, scheduling conflicts and everything. Yeah. Um, so if a team decides not to pick them, obviously that's fine. But they need to find a way to allow those players to play if they become available like they did this year. Yeah, see, that's where I think like we have that episode that we eventually are going to do yeah. where we try and sort of... Fix Australian cricket? Yeah, fix Australian I reckon cricket. we do that next episode, to be honest. I think so too. Because I don't think we've got anything else to talk about. I don't think there's any really... Interesting right. cricket. It's I, about time we did it. We've been talking about it all yeah. season. We've had it planned all season. Yeah. And I think we just need to I do mean, it. yeah, I like, obviously, the Big Bash to be sort of fixed a little bit better where it sort of is around test cricket a little bit better. Again, don't get me started. Uh, um, but I would like to see something implemented like the 100 where they had international players that had test cricketers able to play, but they put him in a separate category of drafting. Honestly, I don't think it's that hard to do. No. Especially, I'm just going to say, hopefully in a COVID-free world, it's going to be a lot easier. I'm not not COVID-free, but next summer, you'd hope that there's not as much COVID going around with all the vaccines and everything. Yeah. Um, you'd hope that the situation's just settled a little bit. Yeah. And they won't have to worry about it too much. Um, you can only hope. Yeah. But that's another thing. Like, there were... Blokes who are playing in the Big Bash, but then they go and miss the end of the season because they're going to play the Pakistan Super League because the Pakistan Super League is starting. But <laughs> that's how much of a joke it is. <laughs> that's how much it's so that stupid. Austra- con- Australia wants to try... Some people in Australia wants to try and convince themselves that the Big Bash is the biggest T20 competition in the world. By far maybe Maybe just below the IPL. It would be like... Th- I still maintain that Vitality Blast is the number one T20 competition in the world in terms of the standard of in cricket. In terms of quality, I would say yes, but I'd have to say IPL. IPL in terms of size and money and everything. but Yeah, 100% number one. I think one. in terms of entertainment and quality of cricket, I think Vitality Blast yeah. gets it. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll touch briefly on the, the England squad that they've named. Bro- no Broad and Anderson. That's interesting when they're trying to get back yeah. on their feet. Interesting. Oh, Matt them. Parkinson is a big plus. I was about to say that. Um, there are a, f- a lot of positives in this squad, I think, for I England. I wish so Matt hard Matt Parkinson came to Australia. I, ben Folks was in there. No Butler, I don't think. If Matt Parkinson was playing, I would have risked getting COVID over Boxing Day <laughs> to watch him play. Zakeem Mahmood, a bloke you called for, yeah, is in the squad. And Craig Overton's got a recall. Again, we like Craig. And s- oh, imagine if oh, Renegade should have got him instead of Sydney Green. Saqib Mahmood, honestly, he took the world by storm in the Big Bash. And so did that Hussain bloke who's Hussain been pink for chucking. Because <laughs> Moses fantastic. just casually went to him, oh, nice, nice throw, mate. <laughs> and now he's been banned. <laughs> Spotify man's got a bloke banned. <laughs> I found that really funny, actually. It is very funny. Uh, all right, let's get on to the Ashes review thing. Um, we'll briefly touch oh, on yeah, the Hobart test because we haven't actually... Re- Properly reviewed that, but what the fuck, England? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> they shut themselves. Honestly, I, 
for a period there on like day two and three, I thought, oh, hang on, we might actually get our three-one prediction correct here. Oh, at Hobart, yeah. And like for the series, obviously, because we predicted the series to be three-one. Yeah. In the end, and I'm going, oh, hang on, we might actually get this right. England are a chance here. And then the second innings happened, and we're just like, what? <laughs> Seriously, England, just you had one chance, and they just no, absolutely crumbled, Nico. Yeah. We did have some predictions for the series. Yes, we did. I mean, we didn't get our leading run scorer prediction right with Travis. No, Hayden. so you said Smith. I said, yeah. I think. I think we'll well, for, for player of the series, I think I said whoever would make the most runs. And I yeah. assumed it would be Marnus or Smith. Yeah, we so said Marnus So technically I got it right with it being head. But I guess not. Technically, yes, but technically, no. well, yes, but no, actually, so I got no. a half right. I'll take. What's what's the meme? It's like, well, yes, but actually, no. For England, I said player of the series Stokes, who didn't do anything. No. Uh, you said Roots. You're probably right because he's the only bloke who did any. Oh, actually, no. I'd probably say Mark Wood almost. Yeah. Uh, most wickets, I said Hazelwood, which is probably a bit unfortunate because given he only played one game. Yeah. Who ended up? Is was it Stark? Stark. Yeah. yeah. Were you surprised about Stark getting the Allen Border? Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was very surprised. I reckon, because you've got Labashane, who's the number one test batsman in the world. Marnus had a good series. Head had a good series. But w- yeah. So when would it have been, f- when would the Allen Border have been from? So it would have been all of 2000. Honestly, I don't know. It seems like a weird time to have it. Or is it, is it a yearly thing? I think it's all of 2000. I think it's the best player of 2021. Yeah, right. I guess that makes sense. And what's happened? So we've had the World Cup. We've had, what did we have for during the summer? Yeah, I guess it was Stark. Yeah. It would be Stark or Lavish. I think Lavishane was probably a bit stiff. but Maybe because he didn't play the T20s, possibly. Quite possibly, yeah. Yeah, maybe. You said most wickets. For you, you said Wokes. And that, yeah. that didn't turn out that well. No. Because he got dropped a couple of times, I'm pretty sure. I honestly think Wokes was a bit stiff because he made – he didn't obviously make a lot of runs like most other blokes, but I feel like he offered a lot more to the table than what – I said Mark Wood, and I think he was their leading wicket taker, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. We'll just say, we'll just say so. Yeah. He was definitely their best bowler by a mile. Um, he's the one I'm really proud about. Warner not making a ton. <laughs> Didn't make a ton all series. <laughs> I got it right. You jinxed him more than Mark Nicholas. I reckon. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon. What How you, many 90s did he make? He made like two made 90s two, and an 80, or he made a 94 and a 95. I'm pretty sure. Did you have like that video of Mark Nicholas where he's like never been out of the yes. 90s as soon as David Warner reached the 90s? It's like he's out. <laughs> That's hilarious, Nico. But the funny thing is, so I was watching the TV and he was on 94 and I was going through that episode where we made our predictions and trying to find the bit where you said that David Warner wouldn't make a ton. <laughs> and then so, he goes out. So I, could, so I could save it yeah, and send it to you and be like, you suck. And then he gets out. I'm like, you're... Jimmy doesn't suck, confirmed. Yeah. And then I, but then I said Nathan Lyon wouldn't take a Pfeiffer, and he didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. I mean. Our Here's another thing you said. You said, I don't think where we, as in Australia, are going to run through England. Guess you got that wrong. I did. I mean, we massively overhyped the series. We oh, both yeah. thought it was going to be really good, and it ended up just being same old England, really. What do you think? Like people pointing fingers on where it went wrong, pointing at players, pointing at mentally fatigued, being yeah. in hubs for the last twelve months. But Australia's been through the exact same thing, similar thing, I think. Yeah, not the exact same. I think England, obviously, coming off their season where they've had hubs and everything, but 
I think it's it can be used as a little bit of an excuse, but not a massive excuse. I know I was saying I think this is the most amount of tests that England had played in in a year, in a calendar year, hence why Jovery got the most amount of runs in a calendar year. Mm. But that's just scheduling, that's just how it works. Well, okay, if you want to schedule more in international cricket before an Ashes series, then sure, go for it. Yeah. But another thing we said was Harris and Green to have a solid series. Harris... No. No. <laughs> um, Green started off not good. I mean, he was he, good with the ball. He left a ball off stump and got bowled with the for bat, a and duck He just looked like he forgot how to bat. And then he he did start playing some shots later in the I reckon, series and I found his groove. Big, I reckon it's because he changed sponsors, I think. I reckon that's where he went wrong. Maybe. He left GM and went for Green Equals. I yeah. think that's his issue. But no, I was really impressed with Green with the ball throughout the whole series. I think he provided a really good fifth bowling option. He's the sort of bloke we've been looking for uh, as an all-rounder, as a genuine all-rounder, I think. And I think we've found that bloke who's going to be in the side for the next decade or so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I kind of feel a little bit for Mitch Marsh because he was sort of going to be – it was pretty much destined for him to be in that role, but then he just had misfortunes by not – being in form at the right times. Yeah. I think he was out of form at a time when the whole team was out of form. Yeah. And I think that didn't really – it wasn't a really good look for him. Yeah, and he was just an easy target to get dropped. And then yeah, Cameron Green's just – I mean, when you're batting at number six, like obviously the way the selectors pick the side, they're seeing you as the lowest ranked batsman in that side. Yeah. And so you're obviously – if you're not making runs, you're going to be the first one to go. I think that's really what happened there. What else should we say? Kawadra and Head, if one doesn't perform, the other one will. Why not both? Yeah. <laughs> Ended up working out with both. So, And also Scotty Boland being a, a real dark horse and coming in and nearly winning player of the series yeah. after playing two games. Two? Three. Three games. So he missed yep, the first, yep, didn't yep, play three. the first two games and then brought him in um, after they decided to rest Richardson and is, Nisa is Scott, very Scott controversially. Boland, yeah, Scott Boland's going to Pakistan, isn't he? He is. Do you reckon... What do you reckon? How do you reckon he'll go? Honestly, I think it, it's again, it's a similar thing to what the the old MCG used to be like, and he was good on that. So it can be all right. Yeah, if it's a flat wicket, I think. So especially, I think he's good on flat wickets. That's the thing. Yeah, because so he's I just think a work, do pretty well. he's just a workhorse. Him and Chris Tremaine. That's why they were so good on the MCG because they yeah. they bowl very similarly. They bowl a heavy ball, and that's all you need to do on a, a flatter wicket. That's why they were so effective on yeah what what the old MCG pitch. Um, Obviously, they've improved it over the last few years, but yeah. So, would you have Scotty Boland straight in for that first test over in Pakistan? Honestly, it's going to be interesting to see how they line up because I don't know what Pakistan pitches are like per se. Obviously, we know they've played in the UAE on pretty flat wickets. Yeah. Um, I don't know whether they'll go with the two spinners or not, whether Swepo actually gets a game finally. Well, I mean... Again, in ISA, I've been watching a lot of random videos and I've stumbled across this YouTube channel where he discusses, like, the statistics that have Is that changed. Jared Kimber? I can't remember what, what the channel name is, but he was talking about how... Is he Australian? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's him. Yeah, he did a video where he was talking about how spin isn't actually beneficial over in the subcontinent anymore, how it's... Oh, really? How seam has changed a lot how seam bowling has changed a lot yeah, and well. become so much more. Uh, I think especially in India, 
I believe that there's been a lot more wickets in India taken with seam bowling and spin bowling, and it's really yeah. I think I did watch that. Changed. Yeah, that's Jared Kimber on YouTube for anyone who hasn't watched that. He makes very interesting st- statistical yeah. videos. And he did a video. I mean, I if watched. Into that I sort watched of stuff. one. I think it came out a week ago about Steve Smith and how Steve Smith had changed since since he got hit in the head. Since he got hit in the head, yeah, yeah. I saw that one. Yeah. Yeah, I found that really interesting. Yeah, that was um, a really interesting one. Like, he has not been the same since that moment. Yeah, and then how... But he's sort of following that trend of how pace bowling has just... I think you can call it, like, the pace bowling pandemic where it's just pace bowling's just ruling test cricket at the moment. Yeah, yeah I think you can almost... I don't know, is it harsh to say you can put that down to a lack of quality spinners? Because I think there are good spinners. Like, Ashwin's still good. Jadeja's good. Lyon mm. has... Well, he's still... A good spinner. Yeah. Um, who else have you got? Like, I mean, see, that's the thing. When you can't think of any more than that. It's West Indies have a couple of okay spinners, like oh. um, Roston, Roston Chase, Rakeem. Rakeem. I mean, even Rakeem. I wouldn't call him like a world class spinner. He's not a world class spinner, definitely not. But I'd say he's okay. He'd probably do his job. See, back in the day, when you had like. Stuart McGill, who couldn't get a game in Australia's yeah. test side. And then you pe- and people theorised that if he had played for and Australia... And he could have been one of the best yeah. spinners of all time if he had actually played... Because in the same generation, there was Warren... Yeah, Brad Hogg in there. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. See, that's the thing. So many good spinners in that generation. I think yeah. that's why it used to be good. I think, I don't know, maybe batsmen have gotten better against slow bowling. Maybe. Possibly. I mean, it's good. I mean... From Australia's point of view, I, there's, I think, a pretty bright future for spin. Since that, we got Mitch Swepson, who... We've got a few. We've got Mitch Swepson. Obviously, not all spinners are going to become world-class, but yeah. when you've got Swepo, who's really, really promising, and a test debut is almost inevitable at this point, yeah. and Tanvir Sanger, who's already been being picked in Australia's white ball squads at the age of 21. Yeah. Like, yeah, and Lloyd Pope has sort of fallen off a bit. No, nah, when yeah. under-19s. Yeah. Uh, um... Even even someone like Ashton Agar, who's played Test cricket, I mean, he's in the squad again. Yeah, I feel like he's just. That's the thing. I don't think we have a lot of depth in terms of spin, in especially in red ball cricket, with Agar being the third choice spinner. I think. Yeah, Zamp is probably a bit stiff cause just because he hasn't been able to play Shield cricket. Yeah, in the see, last I think few it was years. yeah because the thing is, I'd like to see Zamp. I would not, like to see him play a lot more Shield cricket. I so would I because I think. See, from watching him with white ball cricket, he's not a big turner of the ball, but that could be completely different in, on with a, a red on ball. On a turning pitch. On a turning pitch with a red ball. Yeah. Well, I think the only other thing I have to add to that, um, obviously I predicted Joe Richardson to come back and play test cricket. I got that right. Yeah. Michael Nisa finally got his baggy green. Well deserved. Yeah. Probably won't see him again, to be honest, unfortunately. No, because he's not, he's not going to Pakistan, is he? He is. He is? He's in the squad. Okay. Yeah, so you never know. But I don't think if they're... Predominantly looking at playing two spinners, maybe, uh, especially if Green's going to be taking more of a bigger workload with his bowling. So, who would you say? So, out of the the what do they call it, the Fab Three or whatever, the, out of Stark? I don't. Know, I don't. Honestly, I'm not sure how many tests they're playing. I don't know what their rotation is going to be like. I think it's three tests. But when you've got Stark, uh, see the thing is, I don't. Well, get... Well, Hazelwood's back as well, see, isn't I don't, he? I don't get. Three of them, the three of them, they're all playing in that test series on the T20 series against Sri Lanka. It's, a, it's well. a good problem to have yeah. with Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood and but Boland again, as well. Again, like, how do you drop Boland? It's a multi-format series. So we're doing, I think we're doing all three. We're, we're doing all three over there. So whether, 
We have Boland just for the tests. He plays all the tests. I'm sure Swepo will play at some point over there. He'll definitely play one. Whether it's in test cricket, I don't know. So it's so we play three T three tests, uh, three ODIs, and one T Twenty. So um yeah, the thing I wanted to say with Alex Carey, there was obviously I wasn't convinced with him before the series, and I think it only took like three tests for people to start finding him out and sort of the stuff that I I was already pointing out before the series. Yeah, I mean and his first test, he was at, solid in his first two tests, and then he started dropping a couple test. of catches and maybe wasn't holding up his end with the bat as much as people thought he might or thought he would or should have been. But again, yeah, this was stuff that I was pointing out. Well, Jimmy Pearson's pretty good gloveman and he's in really, really good form. And Josh Inglis is just, again, really, really good. And they're probably both better keepers and batsmen than Carey. But they decided to go with Carey. And now people are actually realising that, oh, maybe he's not as good as we thought he was. Yeah, well, so do I had you, to say I told you so. <laughs> so what do you reckon Carey's future will be? Do you reckon he'll... Again, something I touched on at the start of the podcast, Australian cricket needs stability. And I think they're yeah. just, just going to keep him in for the time being. Yeah. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. Unless he really, really falls into some bad form, then they might decide to drop him yeah. in favour of Inglis. Unfortunately, it's really stiff on Pearson because I can't see him getting in. I just don't think the selectors are going to look at him seriously unless he really... Especially because now the leadership has somehow... The leadership in Australia in the test side has just gone up 110% out of sight, completely out of sight. Yeah. Like you think of like the last two years where it's like, you know, there isn't that much leadership in, in that. Yeah. We touched on this a couple, a few episodes ago, I think. Um, yeah. It's really interesting how, yeah, the leadership has just really risen out of nowhere. Yeah. So um, they don't need someone like Pearson anymore to, unfortunately. They don't not necessarily them. leadership as well. I think yeah. a lot of it just comes down to experience. Yeah. Um, and just having that natural leadership that comes with experience. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that they don't yeah. necessarily need anymore. Like they can, you know. Yeah, I think that's one of Sam the main Harper. reasons that Carey got picked. Baggy Green. No. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was one, probably one of the main reasons why Kerry got picked. And one of the main reasons I can imagine that Kerry got picked. Yeah. Um, as well as him just sort of being around the setup more than Inglis and Pearson had been. Yeah. Obviously, Pearson hadn't been in the setup at all. So it would be. Maybe a little bit of a a bit disjointed trying to bring him into the side, having not been around the side at all. Mm. Maybe, um, maybe it was just better to bring Carey in because he already meshes well with the rest of the group. Yeah, and already been a captain of Australia in exactly in yeah for a few ODIs or a few T20s. I can't remember because he's been he's been dropped from I think the T20s, but still plays in the ODIs. I think I can't remember. Yeah, but. Other than that, that's all I've got, Nico. That's all the notes. No more. That's all right. Only an hour and 12 minutes. Hour and 13. Yeah, great. It's all right. I'll probably be able to cut a little bit out of that. But yeah. Sorry if this is a long episode, ladies and gentlemen. If you're still here and listening to this, thank you. Uh, we do appreciate that. Actually, I do have a question for you, Jim. What is that? Would you be interested in like a podcast where we talk about like movies and TV shows and all that sort of As stuff? As in a separate podcast? Yeah. To this? I mean... Maybe. Would what our fans? Honestly, uh, I'd be interested in any type of podcast. I just love podcasting. You know, it's it's a passion for me. This is why I do it. That's why I've started the Rangers Rundown as well. Well, not by myself, obviously, but yeah, with help from from others. But I'm I'm really enjoying doing that now as something different. And 
I really enjoy coming to going to training and getting around the club because there's a lot of stuff to talk about now. Yeah. Okay? And going into the the room and recording the podcast is just yeah, see, I, so much fun see, for me. When I, when I first was going to take on the role of doing the social media work and that yeah. sort of stuff, I'm like, all right, we got to do a podcast. That was my first idea. We got to do a podcast because podcasts are great. Yeah. I love it. But there's only a handful of clubs that I think have podcasts in the RDCA as well. Yeah. And I think this is ours is probably the most popular by far. Oh, even, even after two episodes. I can't I, I can't think of any club that would have a better setup than what you've got with your microphones oh, here. No, no, it's absolutely amazing, Nico, the, the setup with the we've quality. Got, I'm absolutely got. stoked with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I because I've just been working. I work Thursday night, so I'm not there at training. I am not really around the club at all. Yeah. Yeah, it's saying that we would no, we'd really like to do, and I think it's saying that. But no, yeah, I'm definitely interested in any sort of podcast, you know. Because there's the the Pace and Pens podcast. That's yep. That's more for Victorian Premier Cricket. Premier Cricket, and I think that's been doing really, really well. That's mm. been good to see this year. Been good listening that um, with Fots on there, who I had the pleasure of meeting and uh, interviewing. Imagine if you got on the podcast. Maybe I mean I I might play some sound clips of um. Of that panel that I did with uh, him and Daniel Cherney on our next episode, where we're going to fix Australian cricket, and yeah. a lot of that discussion centered around stuff we'll, I'll actually bring up next week. I don't know if you listened to it; I sent it to you, but maybe not. <laughs> no, no, but it, it is interesting listening. If I do end up playing some of the the clips from that, yeah, in the podcast because I think they raise some interesting points. Daniel Cherney's obviously, uh, I think he's written for the Herald Sun, and uh, uh, I think he writes a code now. Um, that new. The uh, nightclub? No, Code Sports. Is, it's, it's it's a new startup uh, s- sports journalism company. Okay. Um, but, yeah, no, so definitely blokes who are qualified to speak about of course. what we're whereas, cricket's at at the whereas moment. Whereas me, I'm just a shit kicker playing <laughs> fifth cricket. <laughs> and I'm just a nuffy, so. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, thanks if you're still listening. Uh, I don't think they are anymore. <laughs> I think everyone's gone away. Who knows? Yeah, anyway, as always, follow us on social media. Uh, share this with your friends if yeah. you think they'd enjoy it. Um, and, um, I'll just give you a quick shout out. I mean, everyone that listens to this probably listens to the Rangers podcast anyway. Possibly. But as we've said, it's, as Jim said, he's having a lot of fun with it. I can. T- Look, even if you don't understand it because you're not yeah. part of the club, um, there is a lot of good content on there. Yeah, I that feel I think like you it's, will you will enjoy. It's like very it's a, funny. It's we a have very a lot of we laugh a lot. Yeah, I feel like it. it's a very different uh, dynamic that you know. In what we it's have, a different vibe to what it's this a very is, yeah. different vibe. At, yeah, I think I really like it. I think it's you can tell it's like really it's like sitting there. It's structured, but we take the piss a lot. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it'd be like how would you describe it? It's like having Smoko with like all these blokes at once, and they just chat shit about their weekend and pretty much. Just, and cricket yeah. and everything. So, yeah, if you, if you haven't listened to it, Rangers, Rangers Rundown, Spotify is on Apple as well. It's on Apple Podcasts as well, yeah. Yep. So, it's same streams as what it's on as this. Get around it. It's good listening. Uh, even I listened to the, yep. the episode back. Well, even though I edited the episode, yep. I went and listened to the, the second episode we recorded just because of that's, ha- that's how much I love doing it, recording it, and listening to it. And because there's four or five of us, I don't have to just have to listen to myself the whole time, yep. which is excellent. Love it. But anyway, um, we will wrap this up now. Yeah. So go and follow us on Instagram at Finally Cricket and have a good one. <laughs>